Welcome to Deconversion Therapy Podcast. Um. God. <laughs> okay. Take two. Do you know the name of it? <laughs> I was trying. Okay. You're trying a bit. Welcome, fellow Breathe Right Nose Strip fans, to Deconversion <laughs> Therapy Podcast. This is Bonnie coming at you from Florida. And this is Karen coming to you from the promised land of Tennessee. Woohoo! There is a book I'm reading called Burnout, and the one of the writers is two twin sisters. <laughs> no, I wrote that one. Um, so one of the writers actually reads it, and apparently um, it probably reads differently when you're reading it on in print other than the audible version where she, every time she mentions the patriarchy, she writes U-G-H after. <laughs> and so the audible version is like, the patriarchy, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> she mixes it up. <laughs> so um yeah that's a good book though and it's it's so cool because it talks about how the game is rigged oh against absolutely. us absolutely yeah yeah and definitely for like the quote little man the ones that weren't born with any net of privilege and they're working you know their hands to the bone which brings us perfect segue to someone who yeah. works her fingers to the bone. And that's part two <laughs> of Rachel Hollis. But before we get into that, go listen to part one for sure. And then we're going to be discussing more of this on our Zoom parties. Bonnie loves the Zoom parties. Bonnie shows up. Sometimes she dresses and different kinds of That's, animal oh. costumes. <laughs> Sometimes I dress. <laughs> but it's it's it is a secret layer. So if you want to be part of those, we'd love if you sponsored us. It is way less than tithing. And um, yeah, we then hope. we get to meet people <laughs> face to face. So that's all in the details of this. You can go down, you just click it, or go to deconversiontherapypodcast.com. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on our website that I didn't realize. Um, so that's kind of fun. Yep. So Your some nudes. of the dumbass things that we talk about. <laughs> <What>? Your nudes. <laughs> all right, so in part one of Rachel Hollis, we said who she was and then how she started blowing up. She is a, she started out at least as a, you know, positive, toxic positivity, um, Christian, but hey, I'm a cool Christian type of influencer, had tons of things, fascinating planners, all sorts of planners, love the planners, planners, <laughs> notebooks, clothes, fitness apps. Um, tons of podcasts, and then conferences with and without her husband, because they did marriage conferences and all that stuff. And he left his job, as we talked about, in like some kind of distribution arm of Disney to go be the CEO of her company. Yeah, and it was called so, Hollis Company, and then they would call it Hoco. And okay. I hate when people do that, but whatever. I, I'm not going to destroy her. I'm going to let all of this destroy itself. Because the reason we're talking about this huge influencer and how they fell is because all influencers who purposefully go forth to be like, I will be an influencer, will eventually mm. fall in some way. And stay to the end because we're going to make this tie in to the lovely, uh, you know, deconstruction arena and social media. But OK, so, we, you know, if you if you go out there saying I'm going to be an influencer, you are going to be scrutinized. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And some of it's fair. Some of it's not fair. But, you know. Let's go to Rachel Hollis's next fall from grace. Uh, we talked about how she was beginning to plagiarize things and 
that was not received well among people. Um, she did do a great apology, and we'll talk about the power of apology, if it works or not, because the next big thing, I am sending you a photo of her and her former husband, Dave Hollis, and I'm going okay. to let you see the picture, describe the picture. What do you see? What do you feel? What emotes from that? She looks really happy, and he looks... Like he's laughing at something. Did they look? No. Yeah. I mean, they're super happy <laughs> together. It's a selfie. They're both laughing. Huge smiles. They both have lips that clear the top of their gum lines. Yep. And, you know, that makes people think, oh, they're smiling so sincerely and bigly. Okay. I'm going to let you guess the, the caption of this photo. Um, just found out I'm missing a toe. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, pregnant again? That is fascinating. It, this is the photo that they put with, we have sad news. We are divorcing. No. Yeah. No, it's it not. Absolutely <laughs> it absolutely is. It's like a burner account of somebody's. So that, <laughs> this is exactly why people are like, what the hell? What? what are, who are we following and why are we following this car wreck? Because... First of all, we thought everything was sincere. There are people who were purchasing tickets to their marriage conferences, who listened to everything about marriage. And then they see this and it says, guys, I have some hard news to share. And the honest truth is, and it's that fucking honest truth that yeah. ruins everything. I have no idea how someone announces something like this, so I'm just going to say it. Dave and I have made an incredibly difficult decision to end our marriage. And then, you know, she goes on, we met like this, we did this, you know, help uh, uh, shut up, leave us alone for a while, whatever it is, in a nice way. But people were like, what the fuck is this photo? This is, <laughs> this is endemic to the whole situation. That mm -hmm. what you were showing us does not match what you were telling us is real. Because about a month before this, the pandemic had started, and they did this whole thing about their makeout sessions Okay. During the pandemic to keep love alive and suggesting it to all the people going through marriage issues. And so obviously everyone was pissed. Yeah. I'm going to read some of those comments. There were, I mean, masses and masses of comments. Let me see. Almost mm -hmm. 19,000 comments. Good Lord. The comments ranged... From everything from, you know, I feel for you, I'm brokenhearted, mm -hmm. to things like this. Boring. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> to things like this. Remember when David said that you shouldn't take advice from people with less than perfect marriages? I do. <laughs> and then she wrote <laughs> frauds. I can't believe they left the post up. I know. And I mean, this is sort of something that a lot of influencers are doing. And I do agree with it where it's like people have done, quote, labor, emotional labor within the comments. Mm -hmm. And to mm -hmm. honor that, you don't delete it. Like you leave it up. So I get it. But you don't. <laughs> I, we do. Okay. That's why we're not influencers. <laughs> um, which I have to tell you a funny thing in a bit. But um, here's another quote on here. I knew after reading the first book, he was in it. And that's oh what we were saying. Because <laughs> the first book, it really, girl, wash your face, just talked about how he would do booty calls. And she would go over. And then she would feel guilty. And she wanted to know, like, where are we in this relationship? She's like, I acted crazy and all that stuff. So, yeah. Here's another comment. 
I don't know how a couple that was struggling in their marriage all this time was able to lie in front of thousands because... You don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's the issue. But there, there were lots of... She posted like this has been going on for years. She should not have said that because that was yeah. when they're like, oh, has it? So this oh one goes gosh. on, you know, uh, you've been giving out a marriage advice about how to be a perfect marriage, how you can charge thousands of dollars to see you guys and go to your conferences, retreats to find some motivation. I can understand a marriage can get to an end and there's nothing to judge about that, but I can't understand the lies just to make money. And I think that was really that's Bonnie's that, like really <laughs> I can't understand why they would say things on advertisements that aren't true really really unbelievable girl, girl good lord your face even, Bonnie. okay let me tell you that even I sometimes <laughs> think okay if we find out Rafael Nadal no. has been taking performance enhancing drugs I won't be completely surprised not that i think he is but like if my hero you heard it fails here first, me, people. <laughs> if they always say do not meet your heroes i and like no uh, but the the sub the sub part of that should be do not make people your heroes right um hello i mean people are going to fail we're all that's why they have the term oh we're human because, hello. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Bonnie's, Sorry. Bonnie's worked How out. many hellos can I say? Hello. <laughs> I don't know. So. Sorry. Hola. <laughs> so here's another one. I've got to tell you that when I first heard about you, I thought maybe you'd be something of a great influence in my home and some time Ugh. of learning. After some time of learning about you and your position in Christ. Just earmark that right there. I find that you are just a couple of marshmallows full of air and sugar and having no nutritional value for this soul. I was surprised to hear the rumor, and now here I see it's true. This is not a result of a few bandage differences. This is a result of a highly toxic way of life. God does not ask us to live this way, live for ourselves and our own individual happiness he asks us to live for him. And then it just goes on and on. And it ends, I, I'm reading this one because it's endemic to a lot of the more Christian side of things, because she started getting criticized for not being Christian enough. And so yeah. when this divorce comes, they just come in and they are very like, uh, we knew that you weren't Christian enough. The fun part of the comments is that 90% of them start with girl. So <laughs> right. it says, girl, turn your eyes to Jesus. Money, fame, business, uh. success. It's all so important. People matter. Your spouse matters. Your children matter. Go get help. What? And, you know. Your children matter. <laughs> Um, they said, stop seeking the attention of others and seek God. No one will make you seek feel more God. loved. Okay. You lost the girl who loved working through things in her marriage. Yeah, I didn't know you, only what you show mm. us. And what you've been showing us seems like you're a lost girl in a big world. I can totally understand this comment because this is someone who bought into things, you know? Yes, so I'm going to give the other point of view, so you'll probably edit it out. Okay, <laughs> and good. I work on that. Okay, you absolutely hate Woody Allen. Yes. I do not respect him either as a person. But his output... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...gave me a huge aha moment in my entire life. Right. So I just... It's just one of those things where... People come after these two so much for some some things that are fake, but maybe they gave you some inspiration along the way that actually helped. Maybe exactly. Maybe they told you to have makeout sessions and it helped your marriage. So, you know, this is where I'm like, 
they're they're shitty for being phony and everybody's shitty for piling on. Good God. That was a lot. You should have gone in the comments because a lot of people were like, who are you to throw the first stone? And doodly (laughs) doo-doo. I think it's about the money. So what I really enjoyed was that a lot of people were like, let me tell you how much I have spent to make my marriage better from you guys saying this is the key, you know, and and stuff like that. Um, Here's some good ones. So glad for you. I always thought you guys were a weird couple and (laughs) had a weird fake vibe. He's super annoying. (laughs) So it got it got bitter. It got very bitter. Um, And everyone said shitty. that? Well, here we go. So she is quote going through it she's leaving most of it up people are in fighting inside of the comments for 19,000 comments and then they're like oh let me guess you know you're with this picture and what you said is there a book coming out well guess what came out within a month oh what year was this oh this was right after the pandemic so like she posted this June 8th, 2020. Yeah. She'd already been talking about a book that was about to be published, and it ended up coming out in September of the same year called Didn't See That Coming. So people hmm. are just like, oh, okay, so now you are profiting off of profiting off of us. Selling oh. us the thing about marriage. Now you're going to try and sell and profit off of us by saying, oh, look what life does. Whoopsie. Oh. And so people <laughs> were getting more annoyed because she was using then her trauma to then sell the books. So there was never like a slowdown in the marketing situation and people could barely figure out what was real and what wasn't. And if you have Christian followers, they don't want to say unkind things. They want to, (laughs) but they've learned not to. (laughs) When I was a Christian, like I would honestly be like, I need to say and think the best things. And when you program yourself to do that, you're falling in the hole again of just admiring and following someone, you know? So like, I'm praying for you. I'm pulling for you. Well, then you are pulling for that person again. Oh man. I catch myself so many times when I think about a comment that I want to say going, well, do I know the whole story? Well, would I want somebody to say that to me? And then, you know, it dissipates. Like, but that's part of what I appreciate about my Christian upbringing. You know, the whole do unto others, you know, thing. I, Although, I, I still yeah. buy into that. My kids have that. Right. And they weren't, yeah, they weren't raised in church because we didn't realize how much it was common sense. But yeah. at the same time, I totally get it. And that's what a lot of people like you were saying in the comments, like, don't judge. But it also goes back to that there are groups of influencers, that there are even, quote, micro-influencers who have, like, chat uh, wherever they're going to do it, on Discord, on on just their phone messages. They have groups Mm. that then when they post something, they say, posted, and those influencers go... And look at their stuff and comment so that people see positive comments by a verified account. Mm -hmm. And it makes them be like, oh, if all these blue checks are going, you know, we've all been through it. (laughs) There's a whole network of social media structure that people are like, oh, we got to figure out a way to do this and then do this and have a blue check and have a blue check replied to. And oh, my God. So you go, oh, she was writing a book and she needed to market it. Please do not forget that her assistant who worked with her also wrote a book about her life with Rachel as like a tell-all kind of thing. 
So like everybody's in here like, oh, please let me have some drama that I can capitalize on. Absolutely. And I mean, and it's tricky because I think whistleblowers are important mm-hmm. if people are getting duped. But then, yeah. yeah, then, you know, where is that money that you're making off of it go? So I'm sort of, I don't know, I'm, I'm torn on that one. Very torn. So off pod, I, I just was talking about how she also promotes other books of other influencers. And Bonnie asked if it was the Bible. Funny <laughs> enough, she doesn't. There's never like just a picture of the Bible or she's reading it. So, I mean, she gets it from both ends. She's a Christian light influencer. I don't know. But one time on one little day, she posted Glennon Doyle's um, Untamed book that had just come out. I haven't read it. I will tell you why I don't read the too many of these things. But she said, I'm in love with this book. I'm halfway through and pausing only long enough to tell you to stop everything you're doing and go do it. And, you know, she tags everyone. And then she said, untamed is like if girls stop apologizing, had a wiser, cooler, more thoughtful best friend, which is, you know, nice to say that. Yeah. And then she, you know, goes on and on, and she's just like, let's talk about it so much that the next generation never needs books like this at all because it would never occur to us, blah, blah, blah. People are already looking for things to tear her apart. After that comment? After the divorce, after all this stuff. So. Now, anything she posts is very suspicious. Okay. So automatically you start getting comments like, don't compare yourself to the actual queen. You're nothing <laughs> like her, and your book should never be compared to hers. Oh, my and God. And s- other people are like, don't compare yourself to Glennon Doyle. <laughs> but I like this other person that says, read it again. As in, <laughs> if you read the book, you would not be doing this. And so there that's, you know, that's the thing. Publishing and just e- trying to get more buyers for her book by saying, "Look at this book, but I'm also going to talk about my book so it's in your head to be yeah. like, "Oh, I should get both." But I was reading a lot of reviews of her first book, The Girl in the Face, Girl Wash Your Face. <laughs> the Girl in the Face. The Girl picture. in the Face. <laughs> and a lot of people were saying that that's how she discusses things, I, 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 and how she interprets it. And so they're like, oh, my God, if I could count the number of times she started a sentence with I. So, you know, maybe, listen to me, like maybe she was just... That was, I thought that was a cute way of her describing Glennon's book, you know? Anyway. But see, that's because you're new to Rachel Hollis (laughs) and you don't have the trauma (laughs) that is Rachel Hollis. And speaking of trauma, that's one thing that a lot of people say, you know, it's at the conferences, Conferences like Tim Robbins, Who She Wants to Be Like, and her, you're jumping up and down, you're getting emotions going, very similar to Hillsong in that Mm -hmm. way, where you've got all the cool and trendy. And then it's like, okay, you know, tell us, everyone talk at the same time about how you feel about your mother or, or things that really make you go deeper. Yeah. And people keep saying she can open the trauma box in people, but she mm-hmm. never closes it. So a professional would be able to be like, okay, if we're bringing up trauma, I need to walk you through really refined steps sure. and walk by your side to make sure you're not going home with just an open wound. And people say, you know, it's it's the same. A lot of the self-help books that 
don't have a lot of meat, but are just like, you go, girl, you can do this. Because it's all self-experience. It's self-experience. Like, and the funny you're thing. open your trauma box and just let the weather take out everything. Animals chew at it. Right. You don't know. But <laughs> it's true. Too- you go home and you feel very vulnerable. And the next people you talk to are going to have... An influence on you, even if they're assholes, because you're you've got that wound open. I hate the word wound, though. Yeah, but it's a good word. It'll start word. Try adorn. <laughs> I will. <laughs> One of the things that I did with Girl Wash Your Face, I of course went on Amazon and looked at some of the reviews because I wanted to get a sense of how Christian people were drawn to her. And were kind of the people following her. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, these reviews run the gamut of this was a life changer for me. But then, as always, the disappointing ones are (laughs) my favorites. So this one actually was called Very Disappointing. Um, I so wanted to like this book with glowing recommendations misspelled from friends and family and a five-star review. I bought this book and it was a waste of money, a train wreck of a book with horrible structure and no real solid content. It was a book of fluff and humble brand bragging from a privileged elite woman. Um, oh, okay. So here's where it gets into Christianity. She gives supposedly Christian advice based on misinterpreted Bible verses and non-biblical themes. I warn that this book does not support biblical teachings at all and even seems to provide the readers with ways to justify their sin instead of following a godly lifestyle. Sadly, I missed the return deadline and I am not sure what to do with the book as I don't recommend it to anyone because of the fault witness that it bears. (laughs) So That's exactly what I felt like when... I guess it was up till maybe chapter 10. I was like, I want my girls to read this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so empowering. And the reason I didn't want them is when it got into the whole Dave situation and she kept <laughs> discounting herself and uh-huh. trying to entrap him with sex and thinking he was better and he was aloof and she would play tricks. And I'm like, you know I definitely, we do not talk about purity culture with our girls. We're, you know, all very positive about that. But that is just Christian or not. Well, Not good. Not good. Yeah, and this person said the same thing you did. My, my Facebook feed was bursting with women reading this book, and when I heard it was Christian writer, I had to buy. Worst purchase ever. <laughs> First chapter or two, I liked Other than her saying she was a Christian a few times and she was a preacher's daughter, it is in no way a Christian book. Her chapters were ramblings and contradictory. Felt like she was literally throwing things in just to get a word count she needed. (laughs) But like, okay, so that brings me to, oh, and then, okay, so one more, it says, another veiled Christian book. Don't be duped into buying this unless you want a book based on televangelism of prosperity, faith, and Christian principles. So... The whole veiled Christian book thing, I started looking up a little bit of information about that arm of HarperCollins, Mm -hmm. um, the Christian publishing called Thomas Nelson. Yeah. Okay. So I started looking up a little bit of information about that arm of Harper, (laughs) that arm of (laughs) HarperCollins, Thomas Nelson. So I came across a PR, like a publicity, a PR um, release. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy in there, and it said that he was promoted to the head of the division after, you know, kind of like championing certain people, and she was one of them. So this guy, his name was Brian Hampton, and they promoted him, but they specifically talked about her and mm-hmm. as far as somebody who he worked with. Right. So I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. So they promoted him. And then I looked, you know, I like went a little bit down the rabbit hole. And then I realized, oh, this is so sad. He lived in Nashville. I guess that's where the arm yeah, of the we publishing have the building. is. I applied for a job there in about yeah. 1990. Well, so 
July 1st, 2019, they announced that he passed away. Oh, I know. And that's so, it was, I mean, it's pretty recent. So I was like, oh my gosh. Um, It doesn't say what happened or anything like that. So I started thinking, well, I wonder how close that was to any of her book releases or anything like that. So then I looked at her release not at her release. So then I looked at her Instagram pages around those days. She didn't say anything on Instagram like, I'm so sorry for the death of somebody who I worked with. Right, right. And because everything is so canned, what comes out, I guess, on her mm-hmm. Instagram. The positive stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why. But like, even when it's positive stuff, you usually say something about somebody you've worked with. But then I started wondering, okay, because of this post that she put out. um, Okay, so he passed away on June 30th. And on July 1st, she posts something with um, her hand and that tattoo of the 19. Mm -hmm. that she has on her arm. Um, And she says, you know, I get asked a lot about my 19 tattoo and what it stands for. And it stands for chapter 19 of my book, Girl, Wash Your Face. Chapter 19 was the one that the publisher removed from the book and refused to publish because I wrote about my friends who were gay. They told me that including the story was too controversial and would offend a conservative audience. Um, they said, you don't understand how many fans you'll get. You don't understand how famous you're going to be. My editor told me, but not if you include this. And so then it goes on and on. And like, that's why she has the 19 and everything. And she's, you know, talking to the people because pride week, I think it just wrapped up or something, but it makes me just wonder, okay, was, was he the editor who told her to do that? And like, it's right. just so weird that these two things came that those two things happened Very so days apart. Digging. But or, nobody wants to dig into, you know, the behind the scenes people of a HarperCollins arm. Yeah. But I would be so curious to find out. Or was, you know, she obviously got it before, got that tattoo before, but... yeah. It's interesting if he championed it. Yeah. Then wouldn't you also say something like, yeah, today is a great day for me to show you this tattoo because very interesting. See, I was interested with the tattoo she had right across from it. Mogul. Yes. Mm hmm. So her wrist is pretty much filled with I want to do this. I want to be a mogul. Mm -hmm. And I fought for something and I won. Yeah. Because if it was about gay people, it would have been a tattoo that talked about gay people or something like that. So I mean, we all have our little reminders of what things mean to us and stuff. I don't know. I I just wonder. I'm just so curious, like how these two were related in the fight for that chapter. Um, So then... I, you know, I started looking into more things about like, well, what's up with these Christian arms of big publishing companies? Mm -hmm. And somebody mentioned that if you put something under that, you know, arm of publishing, that that's another way of getting it higher in the rankings, which you would understand. And I don't understand how that works because it's not like she's necessarily telling you anything Christian. She just happens to be. Right. So how does publishing it under Thomas Nelson make the numbers higher? So it makes the numbers higher because all the categories get their own lists. So you have less in the mix within that list. You're going to be higher. So she's never going to be James Patterson, although she did at one point because that book blew up. But but she will beat you know, reverent schmoo who (laughs) wrote about something else. So that makes it high. So I saw something the other day, and I see this all the time, especially with what I do in my real life. Number one on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And it's a book I've never heard of, looks terrible, but there's so many subcategories that you can have, like just this tiny group of stuff and it updates every day. 
So if you happen to turn it on on a day where your book was sold seven more than someone else, you get to say number one on Amazon, but it really means nothing because it means, you know, among vampire self-published books or whatever it is. So if I'm John Q. Public looking at all the different things and I get wind of somebody who's at the top of one list, maybe I'll explore it. Because I'm not yes. gonna, I'm not gonna look for somebody who's number five hundred and five on just right. the everybody list. Okay. So even okay. if it's number one, it hits the number one in the Christian, then that means in almost every like newspaper, whatever, all that gets picked up, and people start doing reviews of it. Uh-huh. And usually, the face or the the cover gets included yeah. in book list you know, that you can pick up or Barnes and Noble stuff or whatever. And anytime, yeah, someone says number one book, especially when it's Amazon, that updates maybe hourly to tell the truth, because you can track that if you have a published book. Mm -hmm. Don't believe, don't believe any of it. New York Times bestseller, you're getting deeper. New York Times, you know, overall bestseller, nonfiction, fiction, much deeper. But. So that's clearly, that is just a strategy. All right, it we're going to release strategy. it this way, and it's not necessarily that genuine. And I was I was thinking of it at first, like, I don't know if you remember this, but Seinfeld, I think, was developed from the budget of the late night department. And instead of like prime time, and I was thinking like, well, maybe it was just, all right, we're going to shove you here because we have some money in this department. I don't know. It's just, we think that everything is done so purposely and purely, I think when we look at it from the outside and then you're like, oh yeah, we've got a hundred thousand dollars in this department. Can we call her Christian and say it's a Christian book? What? Her dad was a pastor? Perfect. Christian enough or, oh, she had connections through because it all started with that viral bikini post, you know, and people get approached and let me be your agent or you should write a book. Well, I've got one in the works, you know. So, oh, I know someone at here and here. So, yeah, it's all very sneaky. It could be like, oh, I know somebody at HarperCollins. Oh, but he's in the Christian department. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, I could throw in some Jesus references. (laughs) Right. And the whole thing, you know, I'm authentic. I'm real. Look how I screwed up. That's one thing. But then follow me for perfect marriage is another thing. Okay, we got to keep going. Yeah. Um, All right. So after the divorce or the announcement of the divorce, everyone moves out. People go to Dave's. Uh, Instagram and some are supporting him or some are tearing him down. People are going team Rachel, team Dave, because people are pissed. <laughs> oh, God. Later, you find out it was Rachel who asked for the divorce. He steps down as the CEO of the company. People are following it. Do I follow that shit? Yes. I, I, the, the new reality shows and soap operas are social media, and I am mm-hmm. nosy just like anyone else, and that's a good thing. That's how our species survived, so shut it. But <laughs> she, That was to me. <laughs> now I'm okay wasn't. with that. <laughs> but so she also kept saying on her podcast, you know, if I ever start dating again, it's going to be a while. And I am going to just keep everything private because of how much this blew up. Like, we were very public Mm -hmm. about everything. And then people are like, you weren't public enough. You weren't honest enough. So she's like, I'm going to keep it private. She doth not. So (laughs) very quickly, she starts talking about this guy that she met on Raya. And she keeps talking about what? I think it's called Raya. Tinder or whatever for celebrities. You can only get in there if you're an influencer or celebrity. So you're meeting other people in the business and there's a trust there. So she kept dropping, you know, I'm on Raya and I met a guy on Raya. Then she 
starts doing, she did one podcast about their first kiss. Oh. Immediately. And, and, you know, how she didn't look good that day. Her hair was messy, da-da-da. So it's all this, again, cloaked in this authenticity. Mm-hmm. But people were like, didn't she literally just post a podcast a month ago about how she'll remain private about her personal life <laughs> in respect for her children? Because Whatever. her children don't <laughs> need to see, like, mom and dad broke up. Now mom's talking about kissing someone, etc. Then the guy posts pictures of her, and he is the tour manager for Shawn Mendes, um, who's this a little cutie. A tour manager is on that site? I, I think he is above, you know, <laughs> okay. what I was picturing also. Yeah. Because okay. Shawn Mendes is big. So I think, yeah, I don't think he's just carrying the speakers like <laughs> our Christian band in our college when I was AV a tour crew. manager. <laughs> <laughs> so she posts about that. And then people are like, wait a minute. I thought your children, you know, you, know, you said your children were the best, etc." Then we start getting into her making even more fucked up things. And this is when the famous TikTok hits. So she joins TikTok and she starts making a few videos and just like Jillian Michaels from The Biggest Loser, people are, they shut down the shit. What did they do to Jillian Michaels? Oh, they blasted her. They quote stitched her by taking some of her content and then, you know, responding to it. But she was very much like giving that mean face and be like, people hate it. When I tell them they just need to cut calories, people are like, no, we're not going to do body shaming on here. We're not going to have you oh, celebrity okay. gurus who have destroyed lives. You yeah. know, TikTok is authentic. We allow Lizzo on here and that's it. Everyone, you know. <laughs> we allow Lizzo we allow. on here. So there is an anti-celebrity <laughs> sentiment to a lot of TikTok. Like they oh, do okay. not like... Okay a lot of the people that try and be like, oh, I think TikTok's a good place for me to keep promoting myself. Yeah. So in comes Rachel. She tries to do one and immediately gets a lot of followers, (laughs) obviously. And if you get a lot, you can do what's called a live, which is pretty much what we're doing, but everyone can see it where you're talking to people and you can read their comments oh. and answer them and all Man, that. Rachel should stay away from that concept. Oh, is I, that why you're oh. making that face? Yep. Did she not stay away she from that concept? had a problem with staying away. So she does this live, and I'm going to play you a recording post the live. Mm-hmm. Okay, yesterday I was doing a live stream and I mentioned that there's a sweet woman who comes to my house twice a week and cleans. She's my my house cleaner. She cleans the toilets. Someone commented and said, you are privileged AF. And I was like, you're right. I'm super freaking privileged. But also, I work my ass off to have the money to have someone come twice a week and clean my toilets. And I told her that. And then she said, well, you're unrelatable. (laughs) What is it about me that made you think I want to be relatable? Now, sis, literally everything I do in my life is to live a life that most people can't relate to. Most people won't work this hard. Most people won't get up at 4 a.m. Most people won't fail publicly again and again just to reach the top of the mountain. Literally every woman I admire in history was unrelatable. If my life is relatable to most people, I'm doing it wrong. All righty. Well, it's okay I am mad. to be super fancy, but don't say that you're every woman. So it, it goes back to the Kim Kardashian, like, people just don't work hard these days. She has a team. She is a team. So it doesn't matter if she gets up at 4 a.m. Guess who else gets up at 4 a.m.? Her damn house cleaner to start doing her rounds and to degrade, I'm going to go on a tangent, 
to not a tangent, a, a, a tirade, to degrade someone by just saying they clean your toilets yeah. is disgusting because it, you know, it's visual as in this is the lowest part of the job. She doesn't talk about her privilege at all, that she married a Disney exec, that she is white and cute, that, you know, all these things that she's been able to develop. She gets mad at the person who says she's unrelatable when her whole thing is, I'm relatable, I'm authentic. (laughs) Yeah. Then she gets mad at them. People get so angry, she has to leave TikTok. She deletes everything because... Everything just keeps snowballing and being like, this is why we don't like you. You just lashed out and and gave your true colors that you think you are so much better than everyone because things have lined up, fortunately, with your hard work. Lots of people work their asses off. Yeah. It infuriates me. It infuriates a lot of people. And then... She also, when she's like, the people I admire were not relatable, and she puts her hashtags of people that I guess she thinks are in the same boat as her. Oprah Winfrey, Harriet Tubman. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, I just never would think to be like, Harriet Tubman, you're unrelatable. Like... (laughs) You know, or Harriet Tubman going, you know what? I get up at four o'clock to work to hide these runaway slaves. Like, (laughs) fuck this woman. (laughs) It made me so mad. So then she makes an apology video and thing. And I think she did it twice. I don't know. Had to redo a video. And she's like, for you all to say I was comparing myself to Harriet Tubman and Oprah is ridiculous. So again, she puts it on the people who have, one, just heard what you heard, and two, yeah. read the hashtags. Yeah. Like, how are, how is it their fault? So but this, don't you find, don't you find this happening a lot of times? People do something and then they absolutely act like they can frame it like they want five minutes later. This is happening right. everywhere. It is. And this has happened to us, you know, in different ways. We've been called out. And at the same time, I'm like, most of the time, I'm like, you're right. And I've deleted something. Or sometimes it's important for us to put up something that says we screwed this up. We did that once with with one post that it would have been more damaging if we didn't say, you know but what, the girl scouts is in that. She doubled down. Doubling down. <laughs> she's double she downing. Double <laughs> but that's uh, that I was saying the other day, the biggest once you realize that your whole essence, which was Christianity, you were wrong about. And once you have to admit that, and it, it's such an upheaval, it is much easier to realize you might be wrong about other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what she's doing also is something that I thought was really special that Brene Brown just started talking about in her HBO series about how if I listen to you and talk about your circumstance, your situation in life, if, you know, uh, if it isn't exactly like mine, if I listen to you and you tell me like what it's like to be black or what it's like to be mm-hmm. something other than I am. And, and I hear that I also have to believe it, but she says, that's what happens so many times with people, you know? So when she says, you know, you know, not everybody gets up at 4 a.m. Well, some people do get up at 4 a.m. and they do work hard. And so in her mind, they should be living the fancy life that she is. But it is not always that way. And so there's that crazy disconnect Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, we're doing the same thing and it is just different. And buying into this hustle culture that hustling equates to good or right. 
yeah. is also very frustrating. And I mean, at our age, we're learning a lot about like, oh, yeah, capitalism has been conning us. And we've been falling into it this whole time because we get our endorphins when we're successful feeding the man. Um, <laughs> you know, just being in the You mean like the men, like we wheel. should be feeding our men? Yeah, like and then we trap them with sex, and we're like, "My God!" But you know what? Okay, so the fact that she's talking about kissing this guy, she is. I think that I think that um, this Dave guy, her husband, was like the first guy she was with. Yeah, yeah. So pretty sure. Um. So she's probably so excited and experiencing so many new things that she just couldn't not talk about kissing somebody who was new. but she could, but I know what you're saying. Oh, but I mean, her inside, team she also, couldn't. What? Her what? That is what her friends team? are for. Her that team should have been like, no, Rachel, you will not talk about that. You just did this and that. And your kids <laughs> need some privacy. Now, we're not going to get into the nobody's, whole... <laughs> nobody's going to tell her what to do. <laughs> right. She's clearly right. surrounded by yes people who just want to make money. Yeah. So we're not going to get into the Dave Hollis part because I don't know a lot, but there's been a lot going on there because he was going to do a whole men's conference. He's started going the way of the influencer. He's at the gym a lot or pictures with a new woman who is also an influencer. I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) did he he meet her on that same website? Exactly. I have no idea. But I do know that he's had some kind of substance issues, and so he's had to cancel things. I don't want to get into that. I don't know. But the bottom line is, at least he is going, I need to step back for a while, and I need to cancel things while, while she is just keeps you know, I'm authentic. I'm pushing forward. I'm look at me, drink my smoothie. Did I tell you that we have a fitness app? Let me show you the app. Like everything folds into each other. And let me tell you, though, people are harsh on him because I read a little bit about the responses yeah, to him. People yeah. are harsh on him for for dating that lady and not keeping quiet about stuff. And he keeps talking on some podcast, too. Exactly. So both of them are doing exactly the opposite of what they said they were going to do. Like, I know. Well, I just let's don't not know get the enough kids about involved. It. Yeah, okay. But yeah, they do have ears and they can hear all this. So this all blends into the deconstruction community. And we've said this many times. But we're your leaders now. No. Um, <laughs> people keep looking up to these, quote, leaders, and a lot of them are putting these people in leadership positions because maybe they used to be pastors or they're very outspoken or they're even talking about decolonizing things, you know, because all of this is great, helpful information, Maybe what do you it's mean my decolonizing. Age. So everything that we believe and every structure that we've been a part of is built on the white supremacist. Oh, wow. Well, you know, mm, yeah. yeah. And okay. the patriarchal stuff. Mm-hmm. So Ugh. you have to like <laughs> decolonize, de demanify all of it. Um, but I was looking at some people and what they're saying in the deconstruction community, but it's always the ones who have remained Christian. I will say that. Mm -hmm. They get so many followers. They are in arguments all the time about, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that right. But then I look (laughs) at their arguments and I'm like, why are you guys not seeing that that doesn't make sense? Why aren't you seeing that that the comparison they just used or the analogy doesn't make sense. And all I can say is, here's some things to look out for. One, anyone but us. Two, again, <laughs> anyone who looks too slick. You know, mm-hmm. a salesman is a salesman is a salesman. 
to read their posts as if they have three followers. Just put it through the filter and go, I'm not going to be influenced by how many people like this. Yeah. It will change everything. You'll be like, that makes no sense, or that's stupid, or you just said, you know, 10 minutes ago something that is generally the opposite, which I'm seeing a lot. And you know what? The converse of that is true also. My meme where Jesus was knocking on the door and I wrote that little um, banana who thing. Yes, That should have blown up on quality alone. That, see? But it didn't. And and my new little social media friend that we ate lunch, we're like, okay, let's be petty. Why do we get all (laughs) these likes on something that wasn't good, but we work our ass off on something and nobody likes it, you know? Yeah. And I agree we all want that. We all want that. Um, (laughs) All right. And three, sorry. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) And three, I forgot. No, three, (laughs) see what's behind it. Are they saying, and I have to be very careful here. Are they telling you, you know, don't follow people, don't idolize people, don't fall into all of this stuff, and then are selling you a workshop where you, one, not only will they get the money, but two, you will be under their spell after four weeks of having them be your leader and talking to you about stuff. So I'm not saying all those people are wrong, but just think about it. You know, what, what is actually happening? How, how are they placing themselves in leadership of even, you know, a small group of individuals while saying there should be no leadership in this space? Because y'all, y'all falling for it again. <laughs> oh, and another thing, look at their qualifications. So there are some who easily, I mean, that's why I'm so glad we're like a comedy thing that we've, we've talked about this a lot. But look at the qualifications if people are giving directives, you know, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. Because is it just like Rachel Hollis, where they're opening trauma boxes that they're not specifically qualified And I mean, look at their qualifications, like Google their name, look them up on LinkedIn, like seriously, what are they qualified in? If you want to still follow them because they're motivational, go for it. Just, just beware, beware. But it reminds me of the freaking Russian Jesus, which is still one of my favorite episodes because I'm obsessed with the guy Vasarian. In that he was, he provided for people after the fall of the Soviet bloc what they were missing, and that was structure, being told what to do. And that's exactly in this deconstruction community. People are going, we need a leader, we need a hierarchy again, we need to be told what to do. Yep, and when I worked with somebody who trained dogs, they said dogs need structure and children need structure. They act like they don't want it, but they want it. So similar. Are we dogs? Are we children? But I think, I mean, and you're training dogs because you want the structure in your house. You want your dog Mm -hmm. to do this or that. So yeah, we all want structure. (laughs) In some I love watching way. videos of chaos and dogs, though. <laughs> <laughs> there was somebody who said they have to walk her German Shepherd on a damn treadmill for an hour before they take him out on the walk so they won't go nuts. And this is, the, <laughs> that's perfect for, like, people. That is what I am seeing. And you and I were just talking about our differences in Twitter because you follow tennis nerds. But I follow people who, you know, would be all in this same category of people. And I am just flabbergasted when people are like, that's right, say it louder to people who say nonsense. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, please. 
if you're talking about deconstruction, deconstruct the two sentences that person just said, because <laughs> I promise you. And so I keep going, not my circus, not my monkey, not my circus, not my monkeys, um, <laughs> because we don't want to go down that way, but I easily could. Maybe I'll make a burner account. Don't tell anyone. It's going to be called I'm Bonnie from Deconstruction <laughs> Therapy. Well, on that note, we'll let you know. We'll let you go while we go put new passwords together. <laughs> so that's it, Rachel Hollis. I hope I never have to hear from you again. T- take some time, girl. Close <laughs> close your trauma boxes. Girl. And other boxes. Boom. Girl, no. close your box. <laughs> this, that's um, wrong. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Hey, have a good week. Follow us on all the things we just mentioned. Yeah, whatever they are. We don't care. Bye. (laughs) 